following program is for informational and educational purposes only. This program does not replace medical, mental health, or psychological diagnosis and treatment prescribed by your personal physician, psychologist, therapist, or other health care provider. Please consult your provider for diagnosis and care before beginning or changing any program or idea discussed. Welcome to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with host Kristen Harper. She's here to give you those extra tips that you don't always get from other health and wellness programs. Kristen has all the bases covered and just a bit more. Now, here is your host, Kristen Harper. Hello, everyone. How are you doing today? This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com, which is the largest live internet radio network in the world. My show is on the Health and Wellness channel, and you can find my radio show page, which is every Tuesday. My show is every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. On the right-hand side, you will see all of my past episodes that you can check out. So today, we will be talking about the risk, side effects, and long-term consequences of LASIK eye surgery, and my special guest is Paula Kofer, and today we will be talking about what is LASIK eye surgery, like what is the science behind it, what are the risks, side effects, and long-term consequences of LASIK eye surgery, and also... We will talk about that LASIK does violate the physician's oath to do no harm. LASIK is a is big business. And I would like to talk to Paula about her story. She did have LASIK eye surgery in the past. And I just want to say, like, I'm really passionate about uh, talking about the subject today. I What Paula is doing, I mean, I seriously have so much respect for her as far as educating people to provide the truth and also helping people that have already had the surgery. Like, much respect to her. Um, I'm really concerned about this eye surgery. And I feel, and this is just my personal feeling, that it, this surgery, like, we must, this has to end. Like, it must be stopped. And if you could please give this show a five stars on iTunes. Would really appreciate it. We're also on Google Play, TuneIn, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and Spotify. And if you'd like to be a sponsor of the show, please send me an email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com, and your business will get a lot of exposure because we reach so many people on the network. And again, Voice America is the largest live internet radio network in the world. And so if you could just tune into the interview, and then I will let her go towards the end, probably uh, the last 10 minutes or so, I would like to share my story and then also give some health and wellness tips. And so let me go over Paula's bio here. And you can find her bio on my radio show page on the right-hand side for this episode. So uh, Paula Kofer, uh, she's a LASIK a patient advocate and retired banker residing in the beautiful state of Florida. 21 years ago, she suffered a disastrous outcome from LASIK eye surgery. Uh, She spent the next several years studying the science of LASIK in the hope of finding a solution. What I learned was that LASIK is a one-way street 
and you can't go back. She got involved in online patient support groups, and in 2014, she started the LASIK Complications Support Group on Facebook, which currently has roughly 7,500 members. Uh, she has been interviewed by many media outlets, including New York Times, National Public Radio, CBS News, Chicago Tribune, and others. And she was on the television program Inside Edition and was a guest on the Dr. Oz show. She served as an advisor to the FDA on LASIK issues, and she is the president of the 501c3 nonprofit organization called Vision Advocacy, Inc. LASIK, and then so, and uh, she, I'll, I'll talk to her later about this, but she does have a LASIK Complications Facebook group. It is an honor to have Paula Kofer on my radio show. Hi, Kristen. Hi there, and how are you today? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing good, and I'm just uh, curious what part of Florida you're located, because I actually used to live in Florida, and I love Florida very much. It's a beautiful state. I live near Tampa. Okay, nice. Beautiful area. I, I really miss Florida. I'm located here in Arizona. Uh, so, um, Paula, I'm so excited. I've been looking forward to this interview for a while. And uh, would you be able to talk about what is LASIK eye surgery, especially for people that are not familiar with it? Like, if you can talk about the science behind it. Sure. Um, LASIK is a surgery in which um, a corneal flap is created, the cornea being the front surface of the eye. Uh, through which light passes before it enters your eye, um, and to change your refraction, in other words, to uh, remove your need for glasses, they will either flatten the cornea for myopia or steepen it for hyperopia to change the refraction so that when light rays pass through your eye, they will focus on the retina as, being, as opposed to being out of focus from your refractive error. So um, that's it in a nutshell, maybe oversimplified a bit, but if you have questions, I'll be happy to answer them. Okay, I appreciate that. And so you had a disastrous outcome from LASIK eye surgery like many years ago. Would you be able to share your story? And if you don't feel comfortable, that's fine too. It's just... Oh, no. Um, I had LASIK surgery almost exactly 21 years ago. Um, I thought it was a no-brainer, the way it was portrayed as being completely safe. Um, just a 10-minute, 15-minute procedure, throw away your glasses, and you're, you're good to go forever. And you never need glasses again. That's how it's portrayed. Um, so I went into the surgery really not having done very much research. I knew people that had had the surgery, and... Um, I really just relied on testimonials. Uh, but after my surgery, everything was, it was a, just a disaster. I had severe dry eyes, burning, stinging, stabbing eye pain, induced astigmatism, massive starburst and halos, multiple images, loss of contrast sensitivity, um, had to give up driving at night. Um, had floaters in both eyes, 
Um, I immediately started regressing, so I was right back in glasses. Uh, my vision has fluctuated. Uh, my vision has not been stable since I had LASIK, but prior to LASIK, it was stable for 20 years. Since LASIK, I've had to change glasses once or twice a year. Um, I had a large curtain-like floater in, in my right eye, which progressed to a posterior vitreous detachment with scar tissue on my retina. And two years after LASIK, I was diagnosed with early cataracts. And I'm probably forgetting something. <laughs> there are so many complications that I that I experienced. Uh, it was just it was just a nightmare. I, it literally just pulled the rug out from under my life, and my life just stopped. And um, that's when I decided I had to find a solution. And that's where. Um, I started digging into the science and doing research and looking for a cure. I spent all of my free time in the local university medical library. I knew nothing about ophthalmology or LASIK or the eyes. I had to teach myself. But I was determined if there was a cure, I would find it. And so that's kind of how I got started on that path. Mm-hmm. And I just want to say I'm so sorry that you had to go through all that. I mean, my heart breaks. It just it's 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 really heartbreaking. And I know there's a lot of people suffering around the world. And so, would you be able to talk about the risks, side effects, and long-term consequences of the LASIK eye surgery, just based on the people you've talked to? Because I know that you surround yourself with people that have actually had the eye surgery and they've had side effects from the surgery. Sure. Um- yeah, what's very common after LASIK, and this is what most people hear about, um, is the dry eye problem. That's very common. And when you get into the science of LASIK, if you start studying the biology of the eye, the cornea, the makeup of the cornea, the nerve structure, the layers of the cornea and their function, all of this begins to make sense why there's such an epidemic of post-LASIK dry eye. And I can talk more about that if you're interested in that. Um, also, the second most common problem with LASIK is bad night vision, starburst halos, loss of contrast, multiple images. I mean, after my own LASIK surgery, I remember going outside at night and looking up at the moon, and I would see up to eight smeared, overlapping moons with this ghastly halo. It was just, it was just, Horrible. I mean, it almost gives me PTSD to think about it, but it was just ghastly. And that's my vision to this day. Um, it never got better. And so those are the two most common problems with LASIK is dry eye and the night vision problems. And again, both of those are very easy to understand when you understand the science of LASIK and you understand the optics of the eyes. So, um, but there, there's more, much more to it than that. That's just the two most common problems that you hear about. And those two problems are always dismissed by LASIK surgeons as being temporary side effects. And they tell patients it'll get better. And sometimes it does get better and sometimes it doesn't. Um, for some people, the issue with the dry eye turns into a uh, corneal neuropathic pain issue where the nerves in the eyes are so damaged from the surgery and they don't always grow back normally. They don't grow back completely. 
uh, even long-term studies have shown this. And after a period of time with these, the irritation of the um, loss of sensation and the dry eyes, those nerves will begin to fire and fire, even when there's no stimulus to cause the nerves to fire. And that's when it becomes centralized pain. And that's when patients are put on heavy-duty pain medication, nerve pain medications, like nortriptyline and gabapentin and those kind of things. And um, the list of complications that can happen with LASIK is very long. We could talk about that all day long. There are so many things that can go wrong. Infection, inflammation, um, induced astigmatism, which is very common. There's just so many ways this surgery can go sideways. And do you agree that LASIK violates the physician's oath to do no harm? There is absolutely no way that anyone can justify this surgery because the physicians uh, have an oath called the Hippocratic Oath, which says, first, do no harm. With LASIK, every time they do that surgery, they are doing harm because... The surgery is inherently harmful. As I said a moment ago, when you, when you really understand the science, when you really understand the biology, you quickly see how this surgery is doing harm. And the studies that I've read prove that there's permanent damage to 100% of eyes that are treated with this surgery. So it absolutely does violate the Hippocratic Oath, first do no harm. There's no valid reason to subject your eyes to this surgery because safer alternatives are widely available, glasses and contact lenses. Uh, there's no reason to, to accept the risk of LASIK for an unnecessary surgery. I agree with you completely, and I know someone, and his daughter had LASIK eye surgery in the past, and she's really young, and she had LASIK eye surgery in both eyes, and she actually had a retinal detachment. Mm-hmm. Uh, so and I can explain how that happens. Yes, please. Would you like to know how that ha- Okay. <laughs> uh, so when they do LASIK, they have to um, use a suction ring to keep the eye stiff and while they cut that flap, and when they apply the suction ring, it raises the intraocular pressure inside the eye to extremely high, dangerous levels. You know, normal intraocular pressure is somewhere in the teens, maybe low teens to mid-teens. Uh, when they put the suction ring on the eye and engage that suction ring, <laughs> the suction can go as high as, and I know this is probably some older types of microkeratomes, but as high as 200 versus 15. Uh, but even with the modern equipment that is used today to, to perform LASIK, the suction is extremely high. Um, and so there's this rapid suction put on the eye, and then when after the flap is cut and they release the suction, it's a rapid decompression and release of that, of that suction. And all of this is harmful to the inside of the eye. And um, that's what causes floaters and retinal detachment after LASIK is that suction ring. And there may be some, some of the uh, acoustic shot waste from the laser ablation itself that plays a role in floaters and retinal detachment. But primarily it's with LASIK and the suction ring. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Um, she's so little and will have problems the rest of her life. So, um, it, uh, Paula has a Facebook group. Um, would it be okay if people join, or is that more of like a private group? It uh, is a private group, and I'll okay. explain why we don't let everyone in, because okay. um, generally people that have not experienced complications from LASIK themselves don't understand what we're going through. (laughs) And when we have people that join the group, they may be insensitive. They may blame the patient. You didn't do your homework. You didn't pick the right surgeon. Things that really are not the reason for the bad outcomes. And so I learned a long time ago, you can't mix the two groups. You can't mix people that are interested in LASIK with a group of people that are damaged by LASIK because the people that are damaged by LASIK won't tolerate the abuse that they sometimes get and they'll leave the group and then it's no longer a support group. So we only let people that have had a bad outcome from the surgery join. Okay. So that'd be a good resource for someone that's actually had the surgery and has had uh, side effects. They can join that group and I feel like it's a great group, like a lot of uh, great information in there and great support. Uh, And do you have... Any resources? Um, actually, um, Paula, we need to go to a quick break here just for a couple minutes, and we'll continue okay. our conversation about the risks, side effects, and long-term consequences of LASIK eye surgery. My special guest is Paula Kofer. Please stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins looks at how natural healing and biological dentistry can safely and effectively treat most health problems. You'll hear about the innovations in both traditional and alternative medicine therapies with doctors and dentists, along with discussions with chiropractors, medical experts, homeopaths, naturopaths, and energetic healers. It's great to have all the best information in one place. And Functional Medicine with Dr. Robbins brings it all together. Listen Thursdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific, on Voice America Health and Wellness. Tune in every Tuesday for C. diff, spores, and more with host Nancy Kerala. Our program is to provide information about C. diff, healthcare-associated infections, and more. Nancy is a C. diff survivor, healthcare professional, and founder and executive director of the C. diff Foundation. Together with her guests, we'll explore C. diff infection prevention, treatments, clinical trials, environmental safety, and more. Listen every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. 
Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You're listening to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated. We are back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on VoiceAmerica.com on the largest live internet radio network in the world. My special guest is Paula Kofer. Today, we've been talking about the risks side effects and long-term consequences of LASIK eye surgery and just want to share my story uh, years ago I was planning to get the LASIK eye surgery I was like adamant I really wanted it done but thank goodness I have a, a mentor here in Arizona and he's taught me so much about natural health and hair analysis and I talked to him and he told me, do not get it. I guess he did his research and he says, do not get it. It's, it's no good, can be harmful. So I didn't pursue it, thank goodness, but my heart just breaks for people that have had the surgery and are having complications. And I know Paula is all about, she just wants to bring awareness about this topic so that people can avoid the surgery so they won't have these side effects so that they can live a healthy and, and happy life. So uh, let's talk about Lasix is big business. Do you agree? Absolutely, it's big business. You're, look, you're talking about a surgery that nobody needs. Nobody needs to have Lasix. Nobody is harmed by not having Lasix. So to sell this surgery... They are, they aggressively advertise, um, they portray the surgery as as harmless as a haircut because they're trying to lure you into a risky, unnecessary surgery that places your only pair of eyes at risk. And, you know, there was a national survey done uh, not too many years ago. Um, people were in the United States were asked what what medical condition or problem do you most fear? And blindness was higher on the list than loss of a limb, loss of memory, everything. Everybody is terrified of losing their eyesight. Well, that's possible outcome of LASIK is blindness. I actually know two women that actually had to have an eye removed, not just blind, an eye removed because of complications of LASIK. In other words, they had a complication that led to another complication that led to a treatment, and then ultimately they actually had to have the eye removed. And there are more cases that I could, than I could even begin to count of visual impairment, um, People are in incapacitating pain from the nerve injury during the surgery. Um, I mean, I could go on and on. It's just, this is big business. This is not for the benefit or the health of people. This is for the wallet, the bank account of LASIK surgeons. 
I agree with you 100%. So true. And so uh, how can we stop this LASIK eye surgery? Is there? A, do, you, do you think it will ever happen? You know, that's a really good question, Kristen, because I've been an outspoken critic of LASIK um, since this happened to me 21 years ago. Um, I even actually, sir, and I, I think you read this in my bio, I served as an advisor to the FDA on LASIK issues. Um, so I've worked with the FDA. I've met with them. I've worked with them. I've communicated with them through countless emails. Um, I really believed we were getting close to having the FDA do something about this epidemic of LASIK complications. Um, and when I felt that way, I, they would just let me down again. And I, I just feel like now they've dug in. The FDA has dug in. They're not going to do anything about it. Um, actually, you may, <laughs> there is some, um, I would call this conflict of interest going on with the FDA. The, the, the man that um, oversees the medical device side of the FDA, um, which includes LASIK lasers, um, his wife is an attorney who represents LASIK surgeons in legal matters, and she attends LASIK surgeon conventions in Hawaii. And I just don't understand how that's not a conflict of interest. Um, you know, the, the woman most directly in charge of LASIK lasers at the FDA is an ophthalmologist who has deep ties with powerful LASIK surgeons. She attends their conventions. I mean, it's just the FDA is really where the, hap where the um, change needs to happen. They need to withdraw the approval. They need to issue a public health alert. But... It's clear they're not going to do it, and it's and it's really it's it's really sad because the FDA has taken action against various drugs and devices for far fewer injury reports than they have on file for LASIK devices. Um, I know that there are thousands of LASIK injuries reported to the FDA, and and that's a, really a, a large number because most people don't even realize they can report a bad outcome to the FDA. But everyone that's had a bad outcome, if it, even if you think it's not a terrible outcome, but it affected your quality of life, that should be reported to the FDA. And as I said, they have thousands and thousands of LASIK injuries on file in their MedWatch. Actually, the database is called MAUDE, M-A-U-D-E, in the MAUDE database. Um, and they do nothing about it. Um, the, they've issued two or three letters to the eye care professionals warning them about false advertising, but they don't ever sanction them. They never, there's no, there's nothing behind the warnings. They don't put, they don't <laughs> seize the lasers. They don't impose monetary penalties. These are things they could do, but they won't do. Um, so I don't know what it's going to take. Um, you know, something will happen like, I don't know if you heard about, um, some of the LASIK suicides, but there um, was a LASIK suicide in late 2018 that was picked up by the media, and um, a lot of people heard about it. That does more to, to hurt LASIK volumes than anything the FDA will ever do. Um, 
but that's it's sad that that's what it takes is for suicide of a of a public figure to their story to be in the media. Um, but you know, I know of thirty one suicides, and if I know of thirty one, there who knows how many there actually are because I don't find out about all of them. Just one person in you know a little small corner of the universe here, and um, there's there. I'm sure there are many, many, many more that I don't know about, and it's just. It's heartbreaking. These are people that have husbands and wives and families and brothers and sisters and mothers and fathers. And, I mean, LASIK doesn't just hurt the person who has the surgery. LASIK can just destroy a family. Little children are hurt by this surgery. I mean, I could tell stories about that. I won't (laughs) take up too much of your time by going into all of these little stories, but... The point is, the surgery has a ripple effect on everybody around the person or everybody, you know, that comes into contact with the patient. It's just heartbreaking. Yes, and then you mentioned the children, you know, these children, they have the surgery at such a young age, and then they suffer the rest of their life. Yeah, I think about all these, these people that are, you know, 21 years old, and they're so anxious to have this surgery. They have the rest of their lives ahead of them. I can only imagine how different my life would have been if I had had this surgery at that young of an age. At least I was older when I had the surgery. Uh, It would have just been a different life altogether if I had had this surgery in my 20s. But, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, there's children growing up without parents because of this surgery. Mm. It's just awful. And so it's all about education. We, we have to continue to spread the word ongoing. Just continue to bring yeah, this information out to, to people. People need to understand that this is a harmful surgery. You know, just because the people you know that had the surgery are happy, that doesn't mean it's a safe surgery. I mean, you can see a person smoking cigarettes and you think, okay, they're, they look happy, they look healthy. But does that mean their lungs are not damaged? No. Everybody who smokes has damaged lungs. Well, I'm sorry to tell you this, but everybody that has LASIK has permanent damage. And it's obvious under a microscope. Everybody has permanent damage. And it can come back and present as complications years later. Uh, There's a a disease called post-LASIK corneal ectasia. When you, when the, after the surgery, your cornea is permanently thinner and weaker. And at any point in time, uh, a month later or 15 years later, your cornea can bulge and steepen and thin and you lose vision. And I don't mean just lose vision and need glasses. I mean lose vision and you can't be corrected with glasses. And that can happen at any point in time after the surgery. It's very insidious. And, um, and that's just one of many things that can happen with the surgery. People don't understand. I don't. I believe if people truly understood what they're signing up for, nobody would have the surgery. That's why these the surgeons downplay all the complications. They they constantly say the complication rate is under. It's less than one percent. Well, that's not even true to begin with. It's more like twenty to thirty percent if you count dry eyes and night vision problems. But um, they don't count those things. They think that's not important. 
I mean, they really literally don't count anything as a complication unless you lose the ability to be corrected with glasses. It's called loss of best corrected visual acuity. If you don't lose more than two lines of vision on the eye chart with glasses, you're not counted as a complication. Mm-hmm. And that's the FDA's own definition of an adverse event. That's awful. Really a sad state of affairs. Absolutely. So uh, you talked about what you went through as far as this LASIK eye surgery, and there's a lot of people that have had uh, side effects, long-term consequences. So let's say someone's had the surgery, they're having issues. What would you recommend? I mean, what, what are people doing that have the surgery and they're having complications? Is there anything that's helping them at all? You know, Kristen, that's what's so sad about this surgery. There's no, there's no way back. Once you have this surgery, it's irreversible. Mm-hmm. You can, depending on what the complication is, there are ways to treat certain complications. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but prevention, an ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure. You're better off avoiding LASIK because you don't want to be in the position of trying to fix the complications. Um, I agree. Like I said, the complications can present years later. Mm -hmm. People have no idea what they're signing up for with the surgery. I mean, for me, if someone had told me just one thing about this surgery, the flat never heals. The LASIK flat never fully bonds back to the cornea. It can be accidentally dislodged by your child accidentally pokes you in the eye or... I've seen things as simple as, an, as a paper airplane in a classroom thrown at the teacher. It hit him in the eye. His flat dislodged. I'm not making this up. Uh, all kinds of just out in the yard working and brushed against a tree branch and the flat dislodged. I could go on. And this is the medical literature is full of stories about case reports of uh, flat dislocations from all kinds of things. Because the flat does not heal. It bonds a little around the edge of the flap. And that's it. And when they do a retreatment, a LASIK retreatment, they break through that scar tissue at the edge of the flap, and that flap comes up easily, easily. And, um, you know, there are other, other things about the surgery they don't tell you, like science has proven that LASIK patients need cataract surgery up to 15 years sooner than people who avoid LASIK. No one told wow. me that. I wouldn't have signed up for LASIK if I would known that. These are the kinds of consequences I'm talking about. Things that no one tells you before you have the surgery. Mm-hmm. Being pregnant. After you have, if you've had LASIK and you later become pregnant during your third trimester, the estrogen involved with late stage pregnancy can cause, can be the trigger for post-LASIK corneolectasia, that steepening, thinning, bulging cornea that can't be corrected with glasses. I mean, this, I could go on and on. It's falsely low intraocular pressure measurements, putting LASIK patients at risk of glaucoma, permanent vision loss from glaucoma because of missed high intraocular pressure. And that's every LASIK patient. Every person who's had LASIK is going to face falsely low intraocular pressure measurements during their routine eye exams unless, unless the eye doctor is using a special type of call a tonometer, 
but the standard, the gold standard tonometer for measuring intraocular pressure is is falsely low if you've had LASIK. So this just goes on and on and on. People have no idea. Nope. I just feel like, and this is just my personal opinion, is that the word is not getting out there enough. I think more is because needed. Because the LASIK surgeons are making sure that they're, they're always on the offense. Exactly. Just look at the look at yeah. Watch watch their advertising. Look, read their websites. They are on the offense. They have organizations that are formed to do nothing but uh, try to put down negative information about LASIK. It's, they have organizations that do nothing but promote the surgery, and they they say they dispel the myth, but. <laughs> This is science. I can prove everything I say with science. Yeah, that's what I like. You back everything up with science. and, and I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't say anything if I couldn't prove it. I, because being credible means everything. If you lose your credibility, no one, no one believes you. That's why I'm very careful not to say anything, but I, I know I can't pull out peer-reviewed medical literature and prove it. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Okay, so we have to go to another quick break here just for a couple minutes, listeners. And I'm speaking with Paula Kofer. We're talking about the risks, side effects, and long-term consequences of LASIK eye surgery. Stay tuned, and we'll be back very soon. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Kristen Harper is a health and wellness speaker and founder of Perfect Health Consulting Services. She inspires people all over the world to keep healthy, happy, and motivated. Get a virtual health coaching or hair mineral analysis package at perfecthealthconsultingservices.com to help you get healthy and stay healthy. Also, go to kristenharperspeaks.com to hire Kristen Harper, a health and wellness speaker, for one of your events. Be sure to visit both of Kristen's websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com and k-r-i-s-t-e-n harperspeaks.com. Now is the time to take your health to the next level and become the best version of yourself. On Anti-Aging Unraveled, host Dr. Lori Gerber features guests related to the field of integrative medicine and more specifically what she calls deconstructed medicine. Many symptoms that we think of as common and related to the aging process don't have to be issues if you think outside the common treatment processes. You'll learn that integrative medical technology, new innovations, and natural health can combine to help you age gracefully. Anti-Aging Unraveled. Listen Wednesdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Voice America Health and Wellness. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective, plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite hosts. It's just a click away at blog.voiceamerica.com. That's blog.voiceamerica.com. The Voice America Press Blog. All access all the time. You're listening 
to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated with Kristen Harper. If you would like to connect with her, reach out via email to Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. That's K-R-I-S-T-E-N at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Now, back to Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated. Back. This is Kristen Harper, radio show host. My show is Tips to Keep You Healthy, Happy, and Motivated on voiceamerica.com on the Health and Wellness channel. And today we've been talking about the risks, side effects, and long-term consequences of LASIK eye surgery. My special guest is Paula Kofer. Uh, so uh, I, th- I think what I'd like to uh, discuss now is just uh, if you could share at least uh, one study just uh, proving that LASIK eye surgery does have complications. Well, um, in 20, I believe it was early 2017, the FDA um, published a study in JAMA Ophthalmology, I I believe it was JAMA Ophthalmology, um, that showed that up to 46% of patients who reported seeing no visual distortions, such as halos, starbursts, ghosting, multiple images, before LASIK, reported those problems after the surgery. Now, this was a short-term study. I believe that data was either three months or six months. Uh, But that's an astounding number, 46%. Um, And in dry eyes, the number was 28%. Patients in the subset of people that had no dry eye before the surgery, 28% of those patients reported dry eye problems after the surgery. So when you hear LASIK surgeons make these ridiculous claims about less than 1% complication rate, that's nonsense. I mean, the data proves that this surgery, um, that these complications are double digits. Every um, study that I have, and I've read just about every LASIK clinical trial on the FDA website. All of these are on the FDA website, by the way. If anyone else wants to follow up and see it with their own eyes today, they can go to, uh, they can Google uh, FDA approved lasers for LASIK and it will take them to a page on the FDA website where you can go down the list of lasers approved by the FDA and on the right, in the right hand column, there's a link where you can actually click on it and read the clinical trials. And every single one of them have double-digit complication rates. So there's nothing, when LASIK surgeons say that, they, this is just nonsense. These are, this is a harmful surgery, and many people are suffering needlessly. Um, and, and for what? I mean, virtually everybody ends up back in glasses after LASIK. They'll even tell you, or they should, when you have LASIK, that uh, after you reach the age of 40, you're going to need reading glasses. However, I know a lot of LASIK surgeons will say, oh, but you'll need reading glasses after 40 whether you have LASIK or not. Well, that's not entirely true. If you have low myopia, in other words, if you have mild nearsightedness, you can avoid or delay the need for reading glasses because your natural myopia will give you the ability to continue to read or eat your lunch or whatever you're doing up close um, after the age of 40 without any correction, unless you have severe stigmatism. But if you're just mildly nearsighted, you can remove your glasses and do your housework or whatever you're doing indoors. Um, I wear reading glasses around in the house all the time because I want that 
little bit of myopia to help me with my near vision because I am over 40. So, um, but most, most people after five or 10 years need even distance correction again. So the point is, it's a temporary freedom from glasses, if that's what you're looking for, for a lifetime of thin, weak, damaged cornea and the possibility of, of delayed complications. So it's a no-brainer to avoid this surgery. And then when you look, and that's the, the best possible result with LASIK is temporary freedom from glasses. The worst outcome is blindness, suicide, corneal transplant, loss of your eye. I mean, I could go on and on. So how that, it, that makes no sense. Why would you risk it? Um, you know, I know people that have had corneal transplants. Uh, there's been, I think I mentioned earlier that I know of 31 suicides. But I know of so many people that are suicidal after LASIK, I couldn't even begin to count them. This is, it's common. When you are suffering from LASIK complications, suicidal thoughts are m- much more common than people realize. It, it's common in my support group for people to express suicidal thoughts. <clears throat> and um, I just wish people understood what they were signing up for when they get into this surgery. It's, it's I mean, for what? For, for a few short years of being free of glasses. You know, glasses are not a curse. They're a blessing. Can you imagine if there was a world where there was no way to correct your vision but to have surgery, and then someone came along and invented glasses? <laughs> I mean, that person would win the Nobel Prize. Glasses are not a curse. They're a blessing. I'm, I've, I've got my glasses on right now. I love my glasses. <laughs> if I, in hindsight... Uh, I would never in a million years risk my eyes with this surgery. Absolutely. So, um, Paula, I have to let you go here um, since I have some updates for my listeners, but uh, would you be able to, is there any last comments you have before I let you go and any resources you want to share or website or anything for them? Um, You can learn more about the the risk and side effects and long-term complications of LASIK by going to LASIKcomplications.com. Um, if you want to help patients that have had a bad outcome from LASIK, you can visit the nonprofit visionadvocacy.org, visionadvocacy.org. Um, and if you, if you have questions, uh, you can send an, uh, an email uh, to LASIKcomplications at yahoo.com. I can try to answer your questions. Um, but this is not a surgery that, that anyone in their right mind would have if they knew the facts, if they, if they really understood what they were signing up for. So I would just ask your listeners to, to do your homework. Well, I enjoyed conversing with you um, today. You provided valuable information, and I just have so much respect for you again for making a difference in this world and helping people and and bringing awareness. And uh, just thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me, Kristen. I enjoyed it. Okay. You take care. Blessings to you. Bye-bye. 
Okay, and that was Paula Kofer. Uh, she's amazing. So glad that she came on today. So uh, just wanted to give some updates here. I have a Facebook group, which you can join, which is uh, Donate to Palestine. And in that group, uh, we just sh share information about uh, the Palestinians. Um, they are suffering, and I'm very passionate about it. And I uh, talked about the Palestinians on my show in the past, and I'm, pl I'm planning later on this year to start a nonprofit organization to help them. And also... I have uh, two websites, perfecthealthconsultingservices.com. I offer hair mineral analysis, quantum biofeedback, nest health, and brainwave entrainment. And my approach is all about getting healthy, taking a natural approach. And I am a health and wellness speaker. You can go to kristenharperspeaks.com, K-R-I-S-T-E-N, harperspeaks.com. You can go there and check out... Uh, testimonials of my speeches I am also my past uh, speaking engagements uh, and uh, I mentioned earlier about someone I know and his daughter had a retinal detachment which is heartbreaking and I told you about my story as well that I was planning to get LASIK eye surgery and then decided not to move forward because my mentor told me not to do it and I'm so grateful to him that he warned me and I do feel that LASIK eye surgery does violate the physician's oath uh, to do no harm. And I feel it's, uh, LASIK is, is very similar to uh, uh, vaccines. I am anti-vax. Um, same thing with chemo. I mean, it's, you know, vaccines, chemo, uh, radiation, uh, LASIK, they do violate the physician's oath to do no harm. And so it's all about educating people, which that's what Paula's doing is she's bringing awareness. And we, we need to continue to educate people so we can help them and, like, prevent them from uh, getting this uh, surgery. Uh, we don't want people to suffer for years or the rest of their lives. And also, there are natural ways to improve your vision, so you need to look at alternatives, and I believe in the natural approach. So I had poor vision for many years, and I used to wear glasses and eye contacts, and I was looking for a natural approach, and I came across endmyopia.org. You can go to that website, and the founder is Jake Steiner. I started to follow his program, and I saw improvements in my vision and now and this is I don't know how how long it's been now I don't wear glasses or contacts anymore and this was a natural approach and he has uh, uh, techniques of what you can do like his program consists of techniques that you must do so for example uh, for myself like I would go for walks on a regular basis because you need that long distance vision Another thing that I would do is uh, you need to take breaks from your computer. You don't want to do a lot of close-up work, so you need to take breaks. And my vision, I, I don't wear glasses or contacts, so there is a way to improve your vision naturally. And the same thing with teeth, too, and I brought this up on my show, is there is a way to regrow enamel naturally. 
And, uh, and I know this for sure because I see a holistic dentist that actually helps to, to regrow enamel. And uh, also, I just wanted to give an update as far as the Palestinians. I do follow Gaza activists on Facebook. And uh, what's going on right now is the Israeli occupation ordered 1,500 Palestinians in this one neighborhood, which is S-I-L-W-A-N, to demolish their homes in 21 days or they will have to pay these fees to demolish their homes. Now that to me is disgusting. Now this has been going on for a really long time as far as uh, homes being demolished, ethnic cleansing, and this is just evil. Like we need to speak out and spread the spread the word and contact our legislators. This is out of control. This is evil. This is like a fascist government. And uh, so, um, I just wanted to mention too, uh, carrot juice is very healthy, and, and I, I I do believe we should be eating organic cooked vegetables, uh, especially carrots. We could have organic cooked carrots a few times a week, and this is really uh, good for eye health. Uh, but also carrot juice, you know, adults can have carrot juice. It's very nourishing. Um, it contains uh, minerals, phytonutrients, calcium, and so much more. And if you cook your carrots, you can steam them, pressure cook. You can use a crock pot. Adults can drink 10 to 12 ounces uh, per day, and you can make it fresh at home. Uh, I have a, a amazing, uh, I think it's a champion juicer, which is great, uh, or you can buy fresh carrot juice at a, at a grocery store, like at a health food store. Um, if you're sensitive to sugar, then you may need to uh, avoid the uh, carrot juice or reduce uh, the carrot juice. And then children under 10 years old should not be drinking carrot juice, but, or Cooked organic carrots are um, wonderful. And uh, my approach is, and, and this is just for me personally, is I, I live a healthy lifestyle. I eat healthy. I have not had sugar in so many years. And I don't uh, take medications at all. I don't believe in them. I, For me, it's just, uh, you know, uh, taking nutritional supplements, I'm getting sunshine, getting plenty of sleep. I mean, I'm really into my health. And I actually went to my chiropractor this week and he was giving me a massage and he did mention that I, I do really take care of myself. I mean, I avoid unhealthy foods. I try my best to avoid toxins. So um, thank you for tuning in and make sure you listen to the show every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you have any questions for me, you can reach out at Kristen at KristenHarperSpeaks.com. Take care. For being a part of the show this week. Tips to keep you healthy, happy, and motivated with your host, Kristen Harper, can be heard live every Tuesday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time and 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Kristen can't wait to speak again next week.